Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. It's Strategic Planning Time with Mike Flanders and myself talking investing finance, retirement, and home run retirement planning. How baseball principals can also score financial runs. That's the podcast today. Nice little fluffy title there. Mike, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I love it. And it makes me want to just even more so get those uh, that that trip planned to Atlanta to see the Braves play this year. There you go. In a few years, we used to go all the time, and I haven't seen the new stadium yet, so... Need to go see the world champs play this year. That sounds Maybe like they'll fun. repeat. If you need somebody to go with you, just saying. Just saying. Yeah, you can go with me and all the grandsons. Oh, there you go. go. Nice. Yeah. Well, you got a you got your own baseball team, I think. That's you? right. We're taking the whole team. That's right. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, and some of the girls will want to go too. I I remember uh we went to um uh, I can't remember what year it was, but back in the nineties, uh when the Braves were doing all their things and all took my youngest daughter. Uh-huh. Um she was probably about eight at the time to uh, a ball game and um, it was in the playoffs. Um, and so they were taking infield practice and we had walked around the stadium and everything and just had a great time and had gotten some balls from the guys out in the outfield, taking, uh, taking uh, shag flies and all. And she, um, we, we went to our seats and she says, just as we're getting ready to sit down, is it over? I said, oh, sugar, it's not even started yet. <laughs> We've been there three hours since the gate opened. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's probably like, oh, my. Better a lot of popcorn, hot dogs, and uh, cotton candy. There you go. Nothing wrong with <laughs> keep that. Her, keep her happy. That's right. Well, listen, after today's podcast, you might not look at taking the, the family to a baseball game the same way again, because we're going to show you how taking some of baseball's most basic principles can also lead to some financial success, at least hopefully anyway, in the portfolio. So grab your peanuts and Cracker Jack and hot dogs, as Mike just said, and let's uh, let's take to the financial field, if you will. Uh, it's not all about home runs, Mike. We've certainly, hopefully, have learned that lesson. But the last three years with the market, you know, I mean, you could pick mm. an index and you probably did pretty good. And there's been a lot going on with success. Now, early on to start 2022, between the Ukraine thing and just the the downturn early in the in the year, it's been choppy to say the least. But if you're trying to just hit that long ball, right? I mean. You're trying to hit yeah. the home run all the time. You know, typically the home run hitters every year, the uh, the home run kings, they're also the strikeout kings, right? Yeah. Because they're taking a lot of chances. Yeah. You know, what was it? Um, Babe Ruth. Uh, right. For many, many decades was the home run king, but he struck out more than he hit home runs. Right. I mean, exactly. Because <laughs> if you're swinging big, right, then yeah. you, you run in the risk. So it, a lot it's, of big misses. Yeah. Sm- small ball has been uh, become very popular over the, uh, the last couple of years in baseball. Definitely c- yes. gained prominence in the late 90s. And we're going to talk about that a little bit with the movie and the book that was made. But it's it's a better way of like getting on base versus saying, hey, let's just stop swinging for the fences. And in retirement, maybe you just want more uh, singles and doubles than home runs. Right. And, you know, you go to a game and you see somebody just bust one out of the park. And I mean, he's out of the stadium and that's exciting. Yeah. But, you know, what's even more exciting is to see the strategy being put together of giving up an out maybe to get a run or to move somebody in a scoring position or what have you. And and that's a strategy there that mm-hmm. is it just really moves the game along well. With this, you, you want the same thing to be happening in your own financial plan, your own investment uh, mm-hmm. process, right. is that you're not constantly trying to get the big hit. I think about money managers and 
you know, when you look at money managers and, and when I'm speaking of active managers, not just a manager who's keeping an index uh, matched up with the index he's trying to, to follow there, but an, an active manager who's picking certain companies to invest in, uh, or, you know, it's time to get out of this one because I think it's fully valued and there are other opportunities that are better, that kind of thing, that activity level. They say 85 to 90% of those guys can't hit their benchmarks each year, which, you know, they want to beat the market. They, they can't even match the market. And um, so, you know, if you've got that kind of thing going on, it's obvious that there, there are some problems there with that hit swinging for the fence mentality. Uh, there was a guy that ran um, just a real popular fund for very many years, Bill Miller, uh, just great track record year after year after year. Then he started trying to swing for the fences on a few things and he missed. And he then trying to correct, missed again. And finally, I think he just got fired by the <laughs> company there. <laughs> right. uh, that's happened with us. several of these managers that were stars and were well-known. They just overstayed their time and, and ended up having to leave their companies or getting dismissed from their companies that they may have even founded uh, because of just making errors and then compounding those errors. And, and again, just trying to get the big hit to get back in the game, so to speak, rather than playing the game to get the runs necessary, uh, you know, and chip away a little bit at a time. And that's how we need to do in our, our portfolios is it's, it's not trying to make it all happen in one fell swoop or find the the key. I, I hear people talk about cryptocurrency. Do I need right, to do right, that? Yep. I'm kind of late to the game. I need to make up a lot of ground. Crypto might be the place to do it. Yeah, it could be the place to do it. Might also be the place where you totally ruin all opportunity to make a big ground. Exactly, and so yeah, and it's it's like you said, it's sexy. The home run ball is it's exciting yeah. and it's got that kind of cool feel. But in retirement, are, you know, are you looking for that? Or are you looking for good stability? So mm -hmm. let's go to number two on this, and it's not all okay. about the appearances, Mike. So I, you know, I mentioned the uh, the small ball. So many people might be familiar with the book Moneyball. Uh, also, mm -hmm. then got made into a movie with Brad Pitt. Uh, I think it won like thirteen Oscars, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah. Or at least or, uh, nominated for him anyway. I'm not sure how many it won. But anyway, yeah. it was about the story about Billy Bean and the Oakland A's and a new method for building a team. And really the premise, Mike, was that they did just what that. They went with people that weren't as big and flashy. They went against the norms, but really were looking to just, hey, let's just get on base, basic fundamentals. Let's just move the ball. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about that kind of same analogy a little bit. Have you seen the movie, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I bought it actually, so I can watch it over and over if I want to. Yeah. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, you know, the thing is, there's so many um, ways that people in this profession of uh, money management or investment planning or, or investment management, whatever, right? Um, how how they um, attempt to get people to buy into their structure. A lot of it is done with um, you know really cool looking what are called mountain charts. And they show what their uh, history mm. it, it is implied is what their history has been in investing. The, the flashy times, marketing and stuff, right? Yeah, the flashy marketing stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, it looks great. You think, man, these people have blown it out. They've just made money. It's gone almost straight up. There's hardly ever a decline in the values over you know, a period of time when the market crashes or has a pullback. And when you look a little deeper into the footnotes, you find out, oh, this is a simulation based on what they're doing now and projecting back and, and saying, oh, well, this is what we would have done if we had been doing this back when. But they uh -huh. weren't doing this back when. Right. <laughs> 
you know, so it's a methodology to get people to just don't pull the covers back. Just look at the picture on the front page. And, and, and this is exciting. You really need to sign on with us. Well, so what we're what talking about, Mike, is, is substance over style, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. What you really want to do is, is you do want to look at the substance. And, and what is that? Well, it's looking at academically sound stra- strategies that have been put together from long histories of data uh, where you're, and, and, and that goes to the money ball thing. They had, you know, all the data on all these different players and their, their strengths and weaknesses and, and, you know, yeah, matching exactly. that stuff up. Right. They were, they weren't looking for the people that looked the part. They weren't looking for the big home run hitter guy who right. was this giant, you know, you know, human of a person. They were looking for that advanced data and statistics saying, Hey, this guy is really good at getting to first base, you know, and exactly. this guy is really good at steals. And, and so they went with a, at the time it was considered completely, you know, uh, <laughs> controversial and against the norm. Yeah. And when you look at how money is managed, often the active managers, you look at underneath the cover and you see often that they own large, well-known companies in the United States because it's safe feeling. And it Mm -hmm. looks like this is a sure winner. These are big companies. They obviously have made a lot of money in the past. And instead, if you look at the data, then you find that, well, you know, really the factors that really win games, so to speak, are the small companies Mm -hmm. and the companies that don't have such strong financial balance sheets, uh, what are called value companies. It's, it's, and you don't go and load up on just that. You, right. you mix your portfolio. combination. So you right. Strengths complementing each other. Yeah. You know, so. so like value stocks versus like just large cap and so on and so forth. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, so taking that kind of approach to uh, a more data statistic driven you know, portfolio versus, you know, the big flashy, I want to get in on, all, you know, cause we, we all suffer from FOMO fear of missing out. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're all like, well, I want to have, you know, the Fang stocks, right. Because they're the big ones. The, the, the Fang stocks folks, folks are the uh, Facebook, Apple, you know, Google, Netflix, that kind of thing. So right. we all kind of want to do that and nothing say there's anything wrong with that, but it's, it's a matter of putting together the right portfolio for you. That's going to help you, you know, kind of achieve the goal. And so Mike, if we're talking about this baseball, you know, kind of analogy here and you are a fan, are you familiar with five tool players? What that means? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I could tell you all. Okay. It. <laughs> that's fine. No, that's good. But so if you've heard the term at least, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So five tool players are incredibly valuable in the baseball world. And basically it's kind of like the guy or, you know, that can do it all pretty much. Right. It's the one who right. possesses all the really strong skill sets. So in baseball, it's running speed, arm strength, hitting for the average, hitting for power and the fielding ability. So if you get somebody who's a five tool player and can do it all, you got mm-hmm. yourself a gym, right? You got yourself a, yeah. a, you know, a star player. So in retirement, can you kind of think of some things that might be, you know, I don't know if you were to kind of create a five tool uh, player, if you will, some things that might be in that skill set? Yeah, I mean, I, the the Cal Ripken uh, Jr. of uh, financial planning. Yeah, right? exactly. Some, uh, well, not planner necessarily, but just like the things you need in or, your or, portfolio or in your plan. Yeah, what you want to be be taking care of. Yeah, well, you know, you, you think about uh, some of the the basics, and you know, you could equate this to like the pyramid of financial planning, you know, okay, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to have an emergency fund. You want to have money on hand. I, I I know in the last couple of days, I've talked to people about that that I've been meeting with, and just making sure are we good on that? Do we have three to six months of of expenses saved up for things that may come along that are emergencies or opportunities or what have you. And then when you're thinking about you know, like 
accomplishing the retirement type plan things. You want to have a, a regular income source. And, and is it the social security annuity type thing? And when I say annuity, I don't mean insurance company issued annuities, but social security is an annuity. It's a liquidation of a fund that you've accumulated, so to speak. It's not really there, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but having that, and then, you know, what are the other sources of income? Do you have a pension? Do you have funds that are available to, to draw down on and all like that? So it's, it's having the, the regular income, um, having things that are in your portfolio that will give you long-term growth to offset things like inflation um, to, uh, to grow with you. And then if you were to have um, some health issues in retirement, uh, how's your health care coverage? I mean, you have Medicare as part A and B and then supplements or advantage plans or what have you. Do they dovetail well with if you got into a circumstance where you needed someone to come into your home and help you with the activities of daily living or if you needed to go into a uh, assisted living or even a nursing home? Uh, how is that going to be handled? Have you figured that into your plan? And then what happens when we pass, uh, you know, when we leave the earth, uh, what do we want to have happening with this money? Do we just want to let it just kind of wander right, and right. it works however it happens to fall out or do <laughs> right. you want to have it go to where you want it to go? Yeah. You want some control over that, right? Yeah. Versus yeah. just whatever happens, happens. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, having all these kind of things, these uh, five, you know, skill sets, if you will, inside your portfolio or inside your plan, I guess really more your plan than your portfolio is really the, the thing you want to look at if you're looking at these five tool players. And by the way, I, so while you're talking, Mike, I looked up real quick. Cal Ripken is not on that list of, uh, of five tool players. So is he not? He's not. So check this out. You want to give me a guess at the top three who, mm-hmm. might, who might have had it all? Pick okay, three big names see. and toss them out. See what you got. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to think he was with St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Kurt Flood. He's not on the list of top 20. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's another guy I was trying to think of. Uh, well, okay. Go Charlie big, Hustle. Go big name. Go Pete big Rose. Name. I'm sorry? So go, yeah, go big names. Yeah, Pete Rose. Not on the list. Really? Nope. Nope. Okay, let's go back further. Okay. Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb is number five. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, yep. Oh, oh, um, um, oh, come on. He was with the Yankees. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. has, uh, Lou Gehrig. Uh-huh. Is he on there? Uh-huh. Okay. There's candy. Right. There's a candy bar named after one of these guys. Yeah. Babe Ruth. Uh-huh. There's another candy bar named after one of these guys or candy. Oh, is Henry Aaron on there? Yep. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. And there's another candy bar named after one of these guys as well. <laughs> it's got an M and an M in the title. Uh, an M and an M? M M. Yep. M M. M and M's. M and M's? Yep. You know, they were named after Mickey Mantle. I did not know that. There you go. Oh, cool. Thank you for that. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, so Mickey Mantle's on there. He was actually number three. Ken Griffey Jr. is number two. Okay, yeah, Ken Griffey. I yep, and him. Willie yep. Mays is number one. Ah, Willie. All yep. right. Yep, yeah. all-time five-tool player. But, yes, there's a lot of, you know, uh, there's Ty Cobb. There is um, Alex Rodriguez. There's what about Jackie Robinson? Baron he Bonds. He's not on there as a five-tool player. I was surprised by that. Interesting. So maybe, yeah, he, didn't, maybe he didn't meet one of those requirements on I one think. of those uh, – those things, mm-hmm. right? Because because again, it's these five things: a running speed, arm strength, hitting for average. But he did play power. second base. He may not have had the arm strength. Yep, yep. You know. Hank Aaron was number ten. Uh, Ichiro, who played for uh, um, hmm. uh, the Yankees, Vladimir Guerrero, Bo Jackson. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah Mike Schmidt. That. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. a lot of big names. Yeah. Definitely yep. a lot of big names. Cool. But it's pr- pretty cool. So I know we got to digress, but that's okay. It's our podcast. <laughs> we can do what we want, right? So right. the idea being, again, folks, that at the end of the day, there's a lot of similarities to sports and, and metaphors we can draw. So if you're a baseball fan, we've done this with football and a lot of other different things as well. Um, sometimes it's just trying to find that thing that clicks with you, especially if you've not got a plan or a portfolio put together and you're not working with a professional. Because at the end of the day, Mike, the last piece of this is, you know, they all had coaches, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I mean, you're a financial coach. Uh, you know, all these great players, we just ran through this list of names and stuff on. And even the the whole the thing with Moneyball, it was about the, the coach working with the back office to build a good management team that helped them be successful. And that's what you do. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes there's uh, things that you need to do to make adjustments. And that's where, you know, a coach hopefully can speak into your life and say, um, you know, not being ugly, but just say, hey, have you considered maybe that you need to make a few changes here so that this works? Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be in the realm of how you're spending your money, uh, what you're um, doing as far as accumulations and, and so forth. Um, you know, just to make sure you're staying on track and uh, not going and doing things that are counterproductive or yeah. destructive even. Right. Uh, yeah, you get plan. a good idea, right? You can come to you as a coach and say, hey, Mike, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? And you're like, well, let's yeah. let's run the numbers and see what it does to your, you know, to the plan. Right, right. And it's not always just, you know, cut and dry the data. Sometimes True. it is a gut feel about, you know, what does this do in terms of how it drives your uh, behavior mm, uh, on yeah. a long-term basis. Great point. You know, is, it, is it getting off point on that and, and leading you down a path that might lead to even worse things? So Yeah. Yeah, yeah great point. So uh, actually, let me clarify, and then we're going to wrap this up. So M&Ms I, are actually named after Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. Oh, Maris they, and Mantle. Yep, yeah. they were called the M&M Boys. Yes, and I so, did not know that. That yeah. is really cool. And so the candy like bar, that. or the, I don't know, I guess you call them a candy bar. It's yeah, not a candy just bar. The but candy. The candy, <laughs> right, kind of spawned from there. So there you go. That's our baseball and strategic planning conversation this week on the podcast. As always, if you've got some questions, reach out to Mike, especially when it comes to you know making sure that you've got that financial plan in place. Uh, he is a financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation. And of course, a lot of you already know that because you're already working with him. And we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Maybe subscribe and share with others who might benefit fit from the message as well. You can find all of it at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com for Strategic Planning Corporation. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, so on and so forth. And it's all there at the, uh, the at Mike's main website. Or you can just simply type that in, Strategic Planning, in any of those podcasting search boxes. Mike, thanks for hanging out with me this week. I appreciate it. I actually enjoyed this conversation. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And go Braves. <laughs> There we go. And we will see you the next time right here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.